your client onboarding uh, process is the perfect time to start address anything that might cause a client to tune. I get people to start thinking about their clients' emotions and the journey that they go through. And one of the key things that they miss every single time is as soon as somebody actually agrees to buy, they're really excited because, you know, you're going to solve their problem for them. They can stop looking for a supplier to do that. And then, you know, they pay or they say yes, and they go directly into buyer's remorse. This is Digital Marketer. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you should be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. So you get today, our guest is Nehoya Galligan, the founder of Harness, who helps agencies with systems and processes, and has actually just started a very exciting new project with our friends over at Height Digital. So we'll get to that in a little bit. In the meantime, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be here, Mark. All right. So you actually just kind of described to me before the show how you transitioned from working with, uh, you know, content marketing influencers over to the agency side. So really quick, uh, why don't we just talk about why you made that transition and why you're kind of focusing on scaling agencies at this point? Yeah, sure. So I started off in uh, content marketing in the blogging world. I worked with quite a well-known blogger, uh, Darren Rouse, and helped him with major events here in Australia. And we had people like Rand Fishkin and Pat. Um, oh, I just forgot Pat's name. <laughs> How funny is that? Uh, but we had a lot of big influencers come down from the North American market down to Australia for our events. And uh, working with Darren, he had me sort of start to manage his businesses more. And mm. so as I got more into the... Um, management side of things I really discovered that I really loved the systems and the processes and that really got you know I, I got my nerd on and I really enjoyed that side of things so with operations and so yeah that's when I started to transition around about the pandemic into doing that kind of work as well and uh, yeah met the heights um, through their mastermind and their events and so now I'm working on this project of downloading JC's brain by agencies. That's amazing. Well, and just yeah. so everybody knows, you know, with processes, because I was I was actually an HR major, and so you know, human resources. So it's all process driven and policy driven, and so everything that I do ends up being like that. And I think a lot of people don't understand why, because it's it seems boring, and a lot of times it seems unnecessary when people don't understand the purpose of the process and how it was created. They'll be like, "Well, step five and step seven seem unnecessary," just because they don't understand them, and then they skip them, and then all the things break apart, <laughs> which is why you have the process in the first place. So, uh, how do you convince people? about the importance and necessity of the systems and processes that you help create? Well, one of the main reasons we came to be is because I hate the idea of like entrepreneurial waste or Ooh. wasted energy and wasted brilliance. So the fact that there are so many people duplicating and kind of trying to write the same SOPs again and again all around the world um, throughout their businesses is just mind-blowing. It's like such a waste. So firstly, it's, we, we want to convince people that it's the outcome that's the most important yeah. thing, right? And that we have this process because it's tried, it's true, it's tested. 
in order to get that outcome. Um, a lot of people may skip those steps because they're boring, you know, and they don't want to do yeah. those steps. And that's why it's so exciting now with the advent of AI, we can replace a lot of that manual work. So the the idea of um, having to convince somebody that you've got to do all of these steps is starting to actually wane because oh. we can skip those steps being done by a human and have it done by uh, automation or AI. So it's actually becoming easier to help people move and shift their understanding of what their value to a business is rather from just being paper pushes and do this, tick the boxes and everything. We can move them towards, all right, become part of the process and helping us design this to make it better. So being able to integrate that thinking into the business is actually the bigger uh, challenge. Um, but it's becoming more exciting now when people realize, oh, I don't have to do the boring stuff. Yeah. I can actually use, you know, my intelligence and creativity to help inform this process and help inform help inform the outcome. So we don't want to have these manuals and processes and procedures that are sort of like collecting digital dust, as everybody says, and now Google Drive somewhere. We want to have them integrated into our business, integrated into our workflows, and where possible, have them replaced yeah. um, and have it done like automated or AI. Yeah. So. I, I I love that definition. Well, and that's a great use of AI and a not scary use of AI. Because I, I always tell people, you know, I'm always trying to alleviate some concern when it comes to new tools like AI, where it's like, oh, I'm going to lose all my job. It's like, no, you're going to lose all the stuff that you didn't want to do anyways. Exactly and right. Exactly and from a right. process standpoint, you're totally right, where that is a barrier, where you have a step and the step requires 10 sub steps or the knowledge to execute that step, which somebody might not already have. And now you could cross the gap with just use AI. Here's the prompt. Take this prompt, put it in here, copy and paste the result. Good to go. No thinking necessary. Yeah. And then it and does. And you don't even need to. Yeah. And even a human doesn't need to do that. Like you can even program an AI or an automated employee to do that as well. So yes, it's very exciting. And I just want to say, I'm going to apologize to my very good friend, Pat Flynn, that I forgot your last name. I was starstruck by Mark. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, right. yes. Pat will understand. Pat's yeah, cool. Yeah, Pat will understand. He was um, actually on one of the first podcasts I did for Digital Marketing. Awesome. Like when I first yeah, started. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I confused um, him with the other Pat. There's <laughs> one in the fitness well, industry. <laughs> okay. So, yes, um, being able to, I guess, help people understand that they have a creative input. And that this, they should not be as scared of all the manual steps anymore because, you know, someone else can do it and don't be afraid to let that go either. Um, and the fact is, like, all those manual steps will actually get done better by a computer than by a human because <laughs> they'll do exactly what you told it to do. So. No, and that's, that's a great point too, you know. So it's not only the tasks that you're automating that are the boring tasks, but they're going to be done better because the AI doesn't get bored with and whatever. Faster. Yes. And, yeah. and the energy, and I love how you talk about that because the the creative energy that we have does go to waste when you do have to do a bunch of boring tasks that aren't creative, don't really require any thinking, and then now you're bored with it and you don't want to do it. It's like, yeah, fine. Exactly. Get right. rid of that. Yeah. Worry about the stuff that matters. Yeah. And we want to free up people's time. We want to free up the human time so that they can have more human connection time yes. because that's what cannot be replaced by AI. So being able to leverage our people's um, personalities and their communication skills and serve our clients better, 
serve each other better, um, create, you know, innovation within a business. And innovation can be stifled by really strict SOPs. Um, but at the same time, there are things that do have to be done. Humans are just not the best people to do them. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember at one point I was actually the CFO for a startup and it's uh, I used to write all these processes and then people would skip them because they wouldn't know that this one report I have to make is necessary for you to do this one thing. And if you don't do this one thing, I can't make this report. And, you know, you don't even see the report. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's to you. Exactly. Still no. completely necessary. So, yeah. okay. So I, I love that. I think you're, you, I think hopefully everybody's convinced processes are there for a reason and don't worry, the processes are getting easier. So you won't have to do as much work. Oh. Uh, but let's just talk about what that means for agencies, because I think agencies, and I was completely guilty of this where I had an agency and I, it was a hundred percent dependent on me doing custom stuff all the time, which completely stifled growth and really made it difficult for me to even hire help because everything was so custom and based on me that it was really hard to train somebody to be me essentially um so is, is that kind of how you move forward with like oh yes yes so i guess the first thing is people kind of think all right when should i do my systems and processes and i would say if you've got bandwidth to do it do it but if you're still in the trenches worried about income sales you know getting that revenue in the front door what i find is that the owner and the company are the the, they're just not ready to give the bandwidth required to start working on their systems and processes in a meaningful way. So at that point, it's like if you're a business owner and you're finding yourself and you're basically in everything within the business, it's like at least start recording, all right, this is how I just did this and hand it over. This mm -hmm. is how I did this and hand it over. So you'll start building up. Like every business has systems and processes. They just aren't defined and they're not documented. Mm -hmm. And your systems and processes will define the outcome of your business, regardless of whether they're formalized or not. So starting to just recognize that and realize, all right, I'm in this all the time. For a business owner, if it's something that drains you and doesn't excite you, that's the first thing that you've got to start looking at delegating. So it's so easy now to record yourself, have an AI recorder, transcribe, summarize, whatever. There's amazing tools like Scribe that can just follow all your clicks, create the screenshots. Like you can create SOPs fairly quickly now. Mm. So starting to get just some of those simple things off your desk as a business owner will start helping you get in that mindset of actually, I don't have to do everything. Um, and also once you get to that point where I'm like, I'm actually got, I've got a good way of doing this. If you can define what it is that has to be done and what the outcome is, then you can create an SOP for somebody else to start doing that. So it's, it's not difficult to get started, but if you're sort of starting to think, oh no, I need all my systems and processes. Um, and I need someone to help me do this because I just, I can't see the bigger picture that's when we can come in because we do see the bigger picture and we, you know, we can, my, my superpower is bringing order from chaos, being able to see a whole bunch of different pieces, moving parts and sort of elegantly sort of bring them together into those processes. So I have a, a whole process for processes uh, <laughs> and that's when it's worth bringing somebody in. If you just can't see the forest for the trees, it's good to have someone coming in from the outside, but it is very much needs to be owned within the business. You know, you do need to have 
yep, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. Here's the value we get from having all of our systems and processes, processes dialed in. I love that. Well, and it's, it kind of reminds me of a quote that, it, you know, to be successful is not what you do. It's what you do consistently. Because I think as entrepreneurs, it's it's easy to just do because you're you're an action person. You're out there. You're getting things done. You're not you're not lazy. You're going to do it. And sure. maybe you're the, you think you're the best one to do it. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, I think when I started making processes for my business, like nothing felt better. No achievement I had felt better than watching literally anyone do the thing that I was spending <laughs> hours at a time doing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to do this anymore. Like, yeah, it's incredible. It's like, it's like, it's best very freeing. Yes, it is. It is. And, um, for, for that whole process to happen, you know, you have to sort of be able to let go. Mm-hmm. You've got to feel like you can let go and involve other people in that process as well. Um, the other thing that we do as business owners when we start, you know, documenting everything and like this is our way of doing things is that um, agency owners can become quite sort of insular and internally mm. focused, um, particularly when it comes to things like I've gone through a lot of people's uh, client onboarding processes and they're very internal focused. We need you to, you know, pay this invoice, sign this contract for us. We need you to fill out this form and then we're going to do this and then our team are going to do this, 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 and this. And they kind of forget about who's on the other side of that process. None. And so when I look at a process, a process is a solution, okay? You might say that, you know, the whole reason we do client onboarding is so we can get the work started. But really the problem that you're trying to solve is churn. And people are um, like, what? And I'm like, your client onboarding uh, process is the perfect time to start address anything that might cause a client to churn. So mm-hmm. if you start thinking about designing your process to avoid churn, you start looking more at the client and less at just what you have to do internally within the company. So you're thinking, I get people to start thinking about their clients' emotions and the journey that they go through. And one of the key things that they miss every single time is as soon as somebody actually agrees to buy, they're really excited because, you know, you're going to solve their problem for them. They can stop looking for a supplier to do that. And then, you know, they pay or they say yes, and they go directly into buyer's remorse. And so they're going to go into this stage. And if we forget them, that lingers on, right? So sometimes the first thing we do is like hit them with this big legal document to sign. Or, you know, they just get all this stuff in their email and they're just like, oh man, but what if, you know, Mark gets on a quick call or does a little video shot and go, hey, I'm so excited that you're coming on board. It's really great. And we're going to look after you, blah, 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 blah. And something as simple as that in your process can make a huge difference towards how that client experiences your company and informs whether or not they may or may not churn like you know what like said they're going to look after us i believe they will i'll just reach out and say hey look you know what's going on here so looking at the process from all of the stakeholders in the process makes a massive difference i love that well and the focus on churn is really a focus on the customer which is what leads Uh customers and you're so right i love the the legal document example because yeah you yeah. sign up for a service and then they hit you with not just a legal document but with like yeah. 10 documents from 10 different services and then blah, blah 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 and then you're like overwhelmed and that's the first experience you have when you hire a company and that's 
terrible. Whereas if you just it said is. like, hey, here's a video, you know, we have to figure out some paperwork and that's great and everything, but it's going to be fine yep. and it's not that big a deal. Just get it done. And here's a yeah, page with all us. of them on it. Yeah. yeah, call us and we can take you through the document. Yeah. So, you know, rather than waiting and playing that whole chase game of getting the document signed, it's like, okay, the next step is we're going to go through the contract. So book in this call and we'll have, you know, we'll go through the contract with you, make sure that you're happy with everything, take your payment, get onto the next bit, you know. So yeah. it's and then we get to the fun stuff, you know, you yeah, can always exactly. lead up yeah. to it and, and start to talk yeah. it back. Hey everyone, I want to quickly interrupt the podcast for a special announcement. If you're listening to this podcast because you want to become a better marketer, then I want to share with you what I believe to be the most comprehensive digital marketing program on the market today. It's called the Digital Marketing Mastery Certification. You'll learn to leverage the tools and channels to predictably and profitably drive awareness, leads, sales, and referrals. Everything you need to know to become a true master of digital marketing. We'll take an in-depth look at the core digital marketing competencies, including content, email, social media, community, digital advertising, data and optimization, and more. After earning your digital marketing strategist certificate, you'll have the tools to effectively reach your target audience through a full scope marketing strategy. Get started today at digitalmarketing.com slash strategy cert. Because, you know, with my agency, the biggest barrier, because it was website and brand design, I was like, I need content. Like, I need to know who you are. I need to know what you sell. And it was just Mm -hmm. like, it would be impossible. And three months would pass. And then six months would pass. And then they're pissed off because they don't have a website. And you're pissed off because you you can't do anything. And the whole situation is bad, even though you all want the same thing. So I think, yeah, if you just have the process tell people, set that expectation, set the steps, make it look like a complete system that you've done a million times, then people feel comfortable and then they feel taken care of. And and even if it's not your fault, because I used to say that, I'm like, it's technically not my fault this isn't done. You didn't get me the information I needed. What am I supposed to do? Where it's like, no, if you look at it from the customer perspective, obviously the content that you're asking for is difficult to generate. So get on a Zoom call, ask them the questions, transcribe the information, make it easy for the customer. That's your job. And then everything is done. And that's that human component, right? So rather than, this is the problem I see as well, just because we can automate things doesn't mean we should. So that's a really great point that you've just come up with then. Like if we just send them a million forms to fill in and all these instructions and it's like, oh, that was so good. I didn't have to do anything. Like, you know, my email automation system sent it all out when I clicked a button. I'm such a great agency owner. It's just like, well, you didn't get the result. You're not getting the result that you want. So that's when that's really great. Like, okay, well, let's build a human connection into the process and just say, when this happens, you're going to schedule a call with the account manager. The account manager is going to jump on with you interview you, you know, grab the logo from you. The thing is, it's it's their time, right? Um, so if you create that time to say, all right, go and dig through your folders and find your logo, <laughs> get, get this, get that, get that, and talk them through it, it's so much quicker than the elapsed time when you try and automate that. So, yeah. Well, I think the time component is huge too, where, well, I, but it, again, it goes back to expectations. Cause if you could say like, Hey, this looks like a lot of stuff, but the forms I just yeah. sent you could actually be filled out in five minutes. Like if you yeah. could just take five minutes, then we can yeah. move on and we'll get to the fun stuff and you could preface it and massage it. And really, since you have a process, you can test it <laughs> where you could say, yeah. we're going to systematically do the next 10 like this, then we're going to evaluate, then we're going to refine if we need to, cause we're all going to find issues 
with the initial process. And I think that's yeah. probably part of your process, which is you know, your process process <laughs> where it's, yeah. it's not perfect. There's no way you can make it perfect the first time. And the instant you Sorry. enact the process, you're going to find flaws and then you have to refine yeah. it. You know, it's just like anything, just like any product yeah. you create or service. In fact, the software that we use um, has machine learning built into it. And yeah. so it watches every process run and Ooh. how it runs. It's like how long it takes, who's doing it. So it can actually say, give you insights and say, you know what? Every time Mark is the account manager involved in the handover, that client ends up upselling, buying more, their lifetime value is higher, their churn rate, you know, they don't churn. You know, it can give you that and it'll be like, what's Mark doing that mm. other people are doing when they run the same process, you know? And then we can use it as a learning opportunity to go, all right, let's download Mark's brain a little bit here. What are you doing differently here that is giving you that result so it's it's amazing like how how far things have come to allow us to get those types of insights and you can only do that when you're running the processes yeah. it's not just like a pretty map in a powerpoint somewhere it's an actually <laughs> an ex executable process um that you know assigning things to people it's recording you know how long it takes for the entire process to to be completed all of those things, the different choices that are made along the way. Um, so it's, yeah, it's very exciting time <laughs> to be working in this space. I love it. Oh, I think, yeah, what you just said is, is huge is the fact that you could, you know, the refinement of the process, but also how that, <laughs> that is part of the process. And, and now we, you're right, because I think a lot of times when I talk about procedures, people think of an SOP document, they think I like, joke. okay, yeah. it's a written check one, check two, check three. But now with, you know, modern technology, you know, click up where <laughs> you could, it's not just about yeah. here's the process. It's here's the step. Here's instructions for the step. Here's a video for executing the step. And then every exactly time you right. do it and you check the mark, it's a recording yeah. that now your manager yeah. gets a report that this process was done correctly. And I think for business owners, that's the biggest part is the tracking of the processes because yeah. that's not Definitely. easy. Well, it wasn't easy. Now it is. <laughs> yeah. So just to give you an example of the um, client onboarding process, for example, you might have like this big flow chart of different things that are all happening at, you know, same time. And um, the software that we use allows you to get a heat map and it can Ooh. see, all right, all of these clients are currently going through this process and I've got three here, I've got six here, I've got 10 here. And I'm like, why are they stuck there at the handover? Mm -hmm. And so you can then click on that and see which 10 clients are at that point, how long they've been sitting there waiting to be handed over to the account manager any notes that any of the team have made about that particular client to that point. And then you can go, do you know what, what's going on here? And you can message the person that it's assigned to and saying, Hey, what's going on here? Like, why are we getting stuck here? And then that becomes a really good uh, focus for the next sort of team meeting. It's like, all right, what's holding up the, the handover process? Why are we getting stuck here? How can we do this better? So having that overview of what's going on in the business from that sort of process map, view is super powerful and you can understand you know every little bit in the process which is kind of a bit nicer than sometimes just seeing another list inside ClickUp or Asana or whatever where you can't get that same macro view of what's yeah. going on with everything that's running through that particular process. That's huge. Well, I think uh, I do have to ask what is the software you're talking about? So the software <laughs> that we use is called Process Plan. 
Process. And um, yeah, so pr- process, process. I'm in Australia if, if anyone hadn't figured I that out. I just pronounced that wrong. <laughs> just don't tell me to systematize something. It's systemized. Okay? So. <laughs> I definitely say systematized. <laughs> I know. I. So it's called Process Plan. We're a certified partner of theirs and um, that we've been using it this year and just absolutely love it. It's the first time that I've found some software that just speaks to me on every level and I can see how powerful it is. So it's process mapping, but it's also a database and it also runs executable instances and, you know, actively assigns things to people. So you could actually just get an email in your inbox and it'll be like, can you approve this? Or, you know, has this been done? And you can just click complete. And then it'll move on to the next part of the process and assign it to the next person. So you don't even have to go into the software. It can be quite complicated, um, which is why we work as a partner with our clients. And we actually don't just say, here's the software. It's like, it's software. It's a systems as a service. So we actually manage the account for them and and integrate it into their business. So they don't even really even look at it unless they have to. And that also allows us to be able to do things like download JC's brain and get it into a process format and download every single SOP and get it into that same mapped out format um, that allows us to do things like click of a button, here's a PDF SOP, you know, or let's actually just link that straight into an Asana task so that whenever this comes up, assign it to them in Asana, which is where they're used to working or click up or wherever it may be. And then they can just click in and go, oh, yeah. So they're looking at process map and don't even realize that they are. But everything that they need to do that particular task is right there. The instructions, links to SOPs, a video if they need it, a checklist, any fields that they might need to fill in to help inform the next step in the process is all right there at their fingertips. So we're not asking them to go and look and drive or go to a wiki, you know, a team wiki or anything like that to figure out how do I do this? Um, So it's right there, which is especially useful for processes that aren't done necessarily every day, accounting, business owners. Like every time we had to do like our quarterly reports to the tax here in Australia, it's called, you know, business um, activity summary, BAS, I think that's what it's called. It's at once a quarter. And every time it came around, I was like, oh, how do I do this again? <laughs> so <laughs> it's just always like, oh my God. And then you go in and you're like, try to figure out how to do it again. Like if you've got an SOP that just, you know, it's right there, click of the button, this, 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 great, done, fantastic. So well, those, those SOPs and processes are great, regardless of what the recurrence is and more important when that recurrence is longer. Yeah, well, I think it's funny because we're we're also concerned about time and efficiency and saving money uh-huh. and blah 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 blah. But then it's like, could you please write down how you did that? It's like, oh, I don't have time for that. Nobody wants to write down anything, and we don't want them to write down anything either. So that's well, why you know, we. I, I think I know why. Okay, hear me out. I think the reason yeah. why it's so hard to get people to write down how they did something was because it took them so long to develop the process to do the thing the way they do it. It's like going back to teach somebody else or write it down is like, ah, oh, it took me so long to figure this out. So you just have this like inbuilt resentment for going back to the beginning, but that's what you got to do. And it's not easy all the time, even with your help, I'm sure. It's still a process, still takes a commitment of time and effort, but it's 
a hundred percent worth it because when you yeah. give up one, just a single responsibility and just know what's going to get done and know if it doesn't get done, you know exactly why it didn't get done is yeah. invaluable. So I think everybody should hire you. Uh, how, how do people do that? How do they do that? Well, um, they can get in touch with me, obviously. So we can put some links in the, in the show notes, but um, if they go to harnesshq.com <laughs> forward slash digital marketer, I'll have something there for them, um, including uh, like a free account on on process plan where they can actually add me to the account for free as well. Like if they continue on to a paid version, they can have me as their little side buddy there without yeah. having to pay for me in their account. And um, I'll put in a few little templates and things to get them started as well on, on some of the processes. So I've got a good one on client onboarding that I can put in there. But like you were saying, the reason that um, people can be resentful about documenting the process. Um, it's not just that they have to go back to the beginning, it's that they're actually not that very good at it because oh. there's yeah. a lot of assumed knowledge that you know they know how they got to that point and they miss so many steps. So that's when you know it does become a bit of a process where you know people be like, oh, how did you get to that? Well, where did you get to like, I don't know how to do this that you've just talked about but haven't shown me how to do. The, um, the process that we go through is to help not just download the step-by-step -step that you do, but also draw out what was your decision-making process there? How did you decide to do this versus that in that moment? So that we can actually download the thought processes of the person so that the team actually learn from that. And then mm -hmm. they're going to ask you questions less. You know, they're not going to be, hey, oh, this decision, I've got to go to somebody for that. It's like, that gets rid of that bottleneck. So you need to remove yourself, not as a bottleneck of just doing the thing, but also deciding about the thing as well. So being able to impart all of that and build it into a process is key. Mm. Um, and that's that's something that we do as well. And that the software allows you to do is to have those edge cases built into the process so that the person who's running the process can easily make those decisions themselves. I love that. Well, that that's is a very good you know inclusion for why people don't make processes because it yeah. it does, and that's that's part of it too. And and you do have to do a lot of self examination, and you have to look at how you did this, why you did this. You know, maybe instead of making somebody make the big decision, you're you're giving them five options that they you know could understand why they apply these things, and then make the decision on those five options. So. It's involved, but um, I do have to say that it's 100% not only worth it, but necessary if you want to get past a certain point of business scaling. Because the, the minute, you know, you, you everybody knows it, you hit a plateau and you're like, I literally can't do more work than I'm doing right now. And I and if I did, it would just increase my workload and then that increase, you know, and then growth actually becomes too expensive to do. And so, yeah. and I think processes are really the barrier for most businesses that reach that point. So, yeah. And if you get to the point where you are not just offloading the things that you do, but also how you think about it. So for example, if you're left, you know, doing the strategy part for the business, for the client, because that's just how your brain works. You've got all this experience and everything like that, being able to download how to do strategy into a process that anybody can run that's hugely beneficial because it still has your stamp on it it's got the brand voice how you do things all of your values all unpacked into a process that anybody can run that's when it becomes very very valuable and it's more than just 
check this box, do this, click here, fill this out. It's actually, here's how my brain works. And you can run a process through it. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, I think uh, I think what you're doing just it makes it even simpler. <laughs> it does, because we do it for you. <laughs> you do it for you. <laughs> you set up with the software. And I think that's huge because yeah. that's that's what people kind of expect these days. Because, you know, digital, this is where digital marketers, we came up with awesome frameworks, right? And you can yeah. execute these frameworks and you can make all the money and blah, blah, blah. Problem is you have to do the stuff in the frameworks. But now, you know, thanks to AI, like our, our core journey, the customer value journey, yeah. I made in a single prompt. And so yeah. now that's not going to give you the understanding, but it'll give you the execution of it. And so that's an example of a simple process for turning anybody into a marketer, technically using uh-huh. one step or two steps, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. And the fact that you could do that with any process, especially in regards to marketing is huge. So yeah, thank you for, for sure. what you're doing. I think you're going to be very successful at it. And uh, we'll have to have you on again, because I'd love to start breaking down. Because, you know, we kind of talked about the broad. Here's what processes are. But if we could go deeper into, hey, here's what a marketing process looks like. Here's what a Absolutely. customer support process looks like. And those are all yeah. have nuances that are specific to the department that they're in. So we got a million topics. We'll have you back. We do. I'd love to come back again. And it's been been great to speak to you from the future here in Melbourne, Australia on a Friday morning. But, um, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. We're uh, we're working on the time issue. We're like, oh, we need somebody over there. <laughs> you have yeah, plenty of, I know. Plenty well, of audience over there. We should have just done it in Costa Rica when we were both there together. So. Exactly. Well, we tried. I I was busy. <laughs> it was too busy. It was crazy. <laughs> Everyone well, was having you. too much fun. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll have you back soon. And uh, again, if uh, people want to find you, what, what was the website or? Artisthq.com. Go to forward slash digital marketer. I'll have something there for everybody. Fantastic. And we'll put that in the uh, description as well. So everybody can stay tuned for that. But uh, thank you so Amazing. much for coming on. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who's clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarket.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.